With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has room. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we are talking about Jabari Walker. Uh, this is something that we've been meaning to talk about for a couple days, but there's been other stuff going on. I wanted, I wanted to hear just a little bit more from national basketball media or whoever uh, about where Jabari fits into this draft. And there still isn't nearly as much as I would like, but we're, we're going with it. We're going with it. Um, plan for today is to talk about Jabari and what he did in the combine. Then the second half of the podcast, we'll be talking about where the mock drafts have him and, and where he could fit into this draft class. Um, the, there was news today that Grant Page, or no, this was yesterday. This was late yesterday. Grant Page visited Colorado. Uh, Grant Page is a wide receiver at SMU. And uh, he has one year of eligibility remaining. Um, we're we're going to dig into this probably a little bit more tomorrow. But, you know, the Buffs have this one scholarship left open. Definitely a surprise, I think, that they're looking at a receiver. Um, but that that seems to be where that could be going. We'll figure that out tomorrow. We'll dig in there. But like I said, it's time to wrap up this combine. Um... When it comes to Jabari, I think the first place you start is that things went well for him in this combine. Um, th- th- there wasn't a whole lot of groundbreaking information. Um, he-, he did play really well in that first scrimmage. Uh, his team won 100 to 81, and he he was the leading scorer for his team. He had 16 points, did it fairly efficiently. You know, he did. Bank in a three in there that changes him to, I think, like 
seven or no, no, that'd make him five of nine with 13 points instead of six and nine. It's, it's whatever. Um, it was a, it was a good performance from him at the combine bit of a slow start. Um, but he also wound up with, um, seven boards. He had, where'd this go? There it is. Uh, yeah, six of nine, two of three from three, including the bank, a couple of free throws, uh, Seven boards, three of them offensive, an assist, one foul, a steal, two blocks. Again, just a very well-rounded performance. And and a couple of things really stuck out, I think. Um, and the big one is the rebounding. You know, I have my questions. I think a lot of people have questions. The reason he isn't just a surefire first-round draft pick is where does he fit? But I do think that he has the rebounding ability the, the type of rebounding ability that will translate. You know, he might not be the big-bodied, strong guy in the post who's who's battling with the, the bigger power forwards, but what you do know is that he has a very good feel for rebounding. He's a solid jumper, although his 32-and-a-half-inch vertical is not, not what he was looking for, I would think. And those long arms just seem to bring the ball in. Um, it, it, it's... It's it's strange to watch, honestly, when you compare him with all these guys. Because again, like the the competition at the NBA Combine, it's different than the competition you're going to see at the actual NBA level, and that's obvious. And it feels dumb to even say it, but this is a bit of a step up versus what you see in college. And he handled that really well. Um, he does seem he, he was one of the very best rebounders on on the court for either team for any of the teams really, and. I think it's easy to see that translating. Um, like I said, the, the vertical jump, it wasn't what you wanted. The measurements, again, 6'8 in shoes, that's probably not what you wanted. His shuttle run, 3-1-2, that was fifth out of seven power forwards. His lane agility time was last of those seven power forwards. The you know three-quarter court sprint was third of the seven. The standing vertical, he was he was actually third best out of uh, the seven, and the the max vertical he was sixth out of the seven um, with that thirty two and a half, and, and those were the the measurables that you have there. Um, you know they also do the the spot up shooting drills. I don't know if they haven't included all those. They only have one category in there. I made 60%. That was dead in the middle of the pack in terms of power forwards. Um, the off the dribble shooting, he, one of them, he was in the bottom tier. There's one where he was in the middle. Um, so, so basically in terms of all the measurables, he didn't stand out. And for somebody who plays his style of game, that's a problem. You know, I look at all of this and say, he is not a power forward right now. Could he put on the weight? Um, could, is there a chance he could squeak out another half inch, um, build on that vertical a little bit, and be be fine if he puts on a little bit of weight? I, I think so. Um, as of right now, though, he is not ready to be an NBA power forward. And I think even in the G League, it would depend on the matchup, right? Like there's there's some of those guys who are on the verge of being NBA players who have that size. I, I think he really struggles against those guys. I think that against some of the power forwards you see at the G League level, he's due just fine and can put up some decent numbers. Um, 
I think that right now he fits in best as a small forward. Um, and, and what he is as a small forward is not not an ideal kind of player. Like, there's holes in his game. There's, there's reasons why he doesn't necessarily fit perfectly right there. There's a reason he hasn't played that position, why teams are, uh, at least initially, are looking at him as a power forward. But what he would do well is rebound the basketball. From that position, he would be a very good rebounder. Solid cutter. He's a good enough shooter to to force teams to commit to him. And, you know, I, I think that there's some matchups where, where he'd be decent in the post. Although, again, like, you, you really need to work on developing those post moves because they're pretty predictable right now. There's only one or two moves that he actually pulls out, and he, he typically wasn't able to score on them at a very high rate. Um, and I guess the, the, what you really like about Jabari is the defensive upside. You know, he isn't a great defender right now. He's a, he's a very good help defender right now. He can go over and block shots and do those sorts of things, and, and that's something that you're looking for in the modern NBA. But in terms of just lining up one-on-one on the perimeter with, with threes and fours, um, it leaves some to be desired. Defending fours in the post, I think that he would probably really struggle if, if I'm being honest. All of this is to say that, you know, he's kind of a tweener. Does he play the three? Does he play the four? It's like you either need the shooting to really tick up and, and the ball handling to improve and the defensive ability to improve to play the three, or you need the the size to, to improve, you know, work in the weight room a little bit. Um, and on top of that, you know, develop that post game a little bit more, um, develop defensively as well at either one of these positions. So, and that would be kind of the path to be a good four. He's probably a good shooter for the four right now, solid shooter for the four right now. Um, but those are kind of the concerns that you have. Um, and there's a chance that it all comes together and you wind up with a really good modern basketball player. You know, the fact that he is as long as he is, can shoot like he does, can block shots, and you hope that he can add some defensive ability onto the rebounding. I mean, that's the type of player that every team is looking for. You know, right here in Denver, the Nuggets could really use a big, long defensive wing who can guard threes and fours, and they didn't have it all year, and that was one of their major flaws. Every team is looking for somebody who can guard those guys, and Jabari can almost fill that role. He's so close to being able to fill that role, um, and I think that there's a good chance he gets there. Uh, but expecting him to do that this year or even next year, it's bold. It's bold. You know, it's easy to compare him to Tyler Bay because Tyler was here, obviously, very recently. And so what's let's see, Tyler was here for my first year covering the team and then went to the draft after that. And then Jabari showed up for the next two years. Um, Tyler's more developed. You know, I, I you they also put out the numbers for the, let's see, where is this? Um, bu- 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 the the body fat percentage is what I'm looking for. Oh, it's on the anthro page. There we go. Um, body fat percentage. He was so so players behind him: Drew Timmy, Walker Kessler, Ron Harper Jr., Trevor Keels, EJ Liddell, Jabari Walker. So that's five players in front of him. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 
So 55 in front of him, 5 behind him in terms of body fat percentage. And when you think about the game that Jabari plays, it's like, yeah, you should be in good shape. You know, you're not the kind of bulky power forward who's just leaning on guys and getting better position because of it. You know, that's going to come for him. And I'm honestly surprised that he has a 12.1% body fat percentage. I would have guessed it's better than that. Uh, But he does rank 56 out of 61 players right now. And again, that's just one more of those things that, you know, you cut down the, the body fat a little bit. You, you put on some muscle, which I guess also has, helps with the percentage, and and get just a little bit but Practice that three-point shot. Work on your defense. Focus in on your defense one more year in school, and all of a sudden, you check all of the boxes. Um, so, I mean, six, six, and three quarters without shoes, that's somebody who plays the three. That just is somebody who plays the three. Um, yeah, I... I Again, like on the court, he played really well, and I think caught some eyes. The measurements are not favorable for him, though. Even things like the the hand width for somebody who plays his position, you just expect him to be a little bit bigger. Um, we'll see how it plays out. And again, like long term, I don't think betting on Jabari is a bad bet. You know, again, he he fills that role that so many teams are looking for you just really need him to improve defensively or get bigger, I mean, and get bigger or get better at shooting. And there's there's holes in his game. You know, there's holes in his game. And that's why he is where he is on the board. Um, and, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, Breckenridge is awesome. Uh, also the, the town and also the beer, mostly the beer is what we're talking about though. Um, I'm headed to the Avs game tonight. That starts in an hour, which is crazy to think about. I don't know why we're starting games at six o'clock here. Nobody can get there in time. Girlfriend's coming down. It's like a long drive, whatever, but I'm going to the game. I'm very excited to sit down. I'm actually going to get some chicken fingers there, but then I'm also going to get a massive avalanche and that combination of chicken fingers and an avalanche. If you haven't had it, it's, it's the, it's just perfect. Watching a little bit of playoff hockey, eat the chicken fingers up until the game starts. It's th- I have gotten this thing down to a science, and let me tell you, the avalanche is an important part of this whole situation that's going down tonight. Um, honestly, maybe the worst part of the avalanche clo- closing out the series tonight, we don't get to drink more avalanches at the DMVR bar on Friday. Um, so there we go. Um you should drink the Avalanche. You should check out their seltzers. You should check out all the different things that they make. It's all good stuff. Just trust me on it, and you will not be disappointed. Also, Sexy Pizza. Uh, we love Sexy Pizza as well. Uh, we have it at all of our Broncos tailgates. Uh, it, it, because of that, it has turned into just like a happy food for me. You know, there's people talk about like the smells. Like they smell something, and like they'll flash back to like their grandmother. It's like, oh, this is exactly what my grandma's house smelled like because grandmas have weird smells at their houses. Um... It's kind of like that for me, except the taste of sexy pizza. And even looking at it, like when I look at it, like that green chili pizza in particular, it's like, oh, this reminds me of those tailgates. This really does. And then you taste it and you're like, oh, I just want to be back in that parking lot, drinking Breckenridge beers, pounding this pizza, 
Because again, like those tailgates when you just have all of that pizza and there's no rules, I could put back so many pieces of that pizza before those Broncos games. There's just nothing better. There's just nothing better. I uh, I was thinking about it. it. It's a good life I live. You know, I like I was thinking about like ah, oh, you know, driving down to Colorado Springs. That's gonna be kind of tough for that game. Like it's gonna be kind of annoying getting in and out of there. That kind of stuff. And it's like yeah, you'll live. You'll be just fine. And then the next day the Broncos have a game. It's like yeah, this is, this is a good time. I'm so excited for football season. I'm so excited for football season. Football season means sexy pizza. If you miss football season like me, get yourself a sexy pizza. Get that green chili one, I swear, is really good. But you can check out their philanthropies, which are pizzas that are designed by different non-profits from around Colorado. They get a portion of the proceeds. It's great stuff. We love supporting sexy pizza because they help support us. They're part of our sports scene. And there's four locations in Denver and another in Trinidad, so hit them up. All right. Next up, we are running through where Jabari fits into some of the the big boards and those sorts of things. Um, in general, stuff is not great. Stuff is not great. I've been able to find a few different lists, and there is one more that came out today. Um... And we're going to go through those right now. Um, first of all, Bleach Report. So again, these are all just things that came out since the Combine. I think there's one that actually came out Saturday, which is before the Combine was over. But I was like, we're so short on mock drafts and big boards and that sort of stuff that we'll take whatever we can take here. Um, Bleacher Report. Put out their top 50 prospects. And remember, there's typically 60 picks in the NBA draft. I think two teams wound up having to forfeit picks because they did some some bullshit on the side, whatever. Uh, so there's like 58 picks. It might be 57. I think there's 58 picks this year. Um, Bleacher Report put out their top 50. So these are all guys you'd expect to get drafted, plus a couple others not listed. Will as well. Um, Jabari Walker was not listed there. So it doesn't necessarily mean they have him outside the draft. But it does mean that he's on the borderline for them at best. Uh, Sports Illustrated, they put out their top 50. He's number 43. Again, a little bit different. You're 43. That's top half, barely, of the, of the, of the second round. In my opinion, if you're... I don't know. If, if you can go number 43 and you're Jabari Walker, you might as well just do it. I do think that his... Draft stock would go up next year, but when you have a chance to go get a paycheck, I, I think that 43 is within that range where you're not risking your future all that much, and you're you're getting yourself something right away. Sports Illustrated has him 43, so there you go. Um, NBADraftRoom.com, which again, I'm it, it popped up when you search NBA mock draft, so. It's not a totally random website. I'm not sure if this is one that people look at and care what they say, uh, but it's one of the few that you can find that has something recent. They have him at number 68, so just outside that, I mean, those 58 spots. Um, ESPN. ESPN updated their player rankings, so this isn't a mock draft, um, but they, uh, they have him at number 74 there. So again, that's, uh, that's a ways outside. That has a ways outside. The last one, and this one just came out either today or last night. It was late last night after we talked yesterday. Um, 
This is a mock draft from NBC Sports Edge. No idea what that is. NBC Sports, some subsidiary, whatever. It starts, I hate this stuff. Editor's note. Now our premium tools for fantasy, daily fantasy sports, and better include one subscription at one low price. NBC Sports, Edge Plus, month. it's... Come on. Um... But yeah, uh, it's only a first-round mock draft. They don't have Jabari going in it. So there you go. And again, like I said, if if you were if you were trying to decide whether to go to the draft or stay in school, where is that line? If you're if you're a first-round pick, you go. I mean, that's that's an easy call. Where in the second round is it worth it? I mean. We can look through a draft from, let's say, 2014 and and see what happened to those guys. And uh, that's a random year. I just wanted to pick something far enough away that we have some sort of data on like how things played out. And also, it's when Nikola Jokic was drafted, so that's fun too. We're just going to start in the second round. Um, Damian Inglis. He spent one year in the NBA, played 20 games. That was it. KJ McDaniels. Three years in the NBA, 148 games. Uh, Joe Harris, eight years. He's still in the league, 414 games. Clay Anthony Early, two years, 56 games. Next up, three years, 28 for Jarnell Stokes. Johnny O'Brien, four for 147. DeAndre Daniels, none. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, number 38, eight years, still in the league. Jeremy Grant, right after him, still in the league. Glenn Robinson, just got out of the league, seven years. Um, Nikola Jokic. He's doing pretty good. Uh, Nick Johnson. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I was watching this draft at home. Um, Obviously, Nuggets fan. They took Nikola Jokic. This was after Nick Johnson went on that run for Arizona. I was so upset. I was so upset. I was screaming, saying, like, how the hell are you taking Nikola Jokic when Nick Johnson is right there? It's, like, basically the same name except the American version, and you're... He's so freaking good and you missed him. Turns out I was wrong because Nick Johnson played 28 games in the NBA. From there, Eddie Tavares, 13 games. Markel Brown, three years, 113. Dwight Powell, Jordan Clarkson, both still in the league. Um, Then three guys in a row who spent two years there. A guy who didn't get in. Somebody who spent four years. There's, again, it's hit or miss. After that, nobody did anything. But there is a pretty clear cutoff of outside of Thanasis Antetokounmpo, who has four years in the NBA, and a lot of those, I mean, they're, is he in the league because his brother is Giannis? I'm not going to say that, but it definitely doesn't hurt. Outside of him, there's nobody who did anything notable at all. Um, Picked after pick 46, which is Jordan Clarkson. And before that, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in those first 17 picks that went that had good careers. So I do think that the first half of the second round much much better than the second half of this uh, or sorry, of the second round. First half second round good, second half of second round not good. And and just in going through and kind of looking at the the other drafts that seems to hold up. If anything, there were more guys in the second round who were successful from that draft than others. Um, although there is that pretty clear drop-off in, in all of these drafts right around that point. Um, so 
again, if you're Jabari Walker, what are you looking for? You want to be confident you're going in the first half of the second round. If somebody's promising to make you a top 50 pick, hey, go right ahead. If uh, if you're saying, ah, I think I might go top 50, that's probably not good enough. Um, but again, it seems like his decision's been made. He did sign with an agency. Because he did that, I still think that there's a path to come back. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that... As, I'm pretty sure that was a reputable agency, so he should be good to go. Again, well, I'll f- try to figure Everybody's reporting it like he's done, which is well, the only thing that gives me hesitation. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at right now with Jabari. Um, seems to be a fringe draft pick, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, obviously, regardless of what Jabari does, wish him the best. Um, and, uh, I think that's all I have to say on this topic. Um, if more mock drafts come out, we'll, we'll talk about those. We'll talk about what the buffs are going to do with this last scholarship. Seems like we got a bit of a hint. We'll talk about whatever else comes up. I'm sure we'll find something. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We'll talk again soon. Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.